0: Hello and welcome to Hospice Insights, the law and beyond, where we connect you to what matters in the ever-changing world of hospice and palliative care. Hospice audit series. I understood there'd be no math, audits, extrapolations, and a new set of rules. Brian, my favorite topic, extrapolation.
1: I know you're a statistics buff, as are probably a lot of our (laughs) listeners out there, just can't get enough of statistics.
0: Definitely. Definitely love math. (laughs) It's my strong suit. But this is really important, what we're going to talk about, because hearkening back to what I think was one of our first podcast episodes, it's got to be close to five years ago now or six, who knows? What we did our first podcast was on was a new uh, change to the Medicare program integrity manual that said, define what a high uh, payment error rate was, which is one of the reasons why you can extrapolate. And this MPIM was released and they essentially said 50% was going to be considered high because prior in our extrapolations, there was like, you couldn't challenge what a high error rate was. And so, you know, if you had any error rate at all, could that then be extrapolated? And hearkening back to that time too, there was up to the buildup of the new MPIM extrapolations had gone down. I mean, we had won a bunch of extrapolations and then this MPIM came out and then they started up again. And then we dealt with some. And so I guess that is a backdrop. And so we were really cheering this definition in the MPIM about that you really need to have a you know, error rate of 50% or above for something to be considered high. But but Brian, now there's another new change that came out in February of this year. So 2023. What what is this saying now, Brian?
1: Right. It's kind of a step backwards for us. What we didn't like about the MPIM of two iterations ago, as you said, Meg, was it didn't define what high or sustained was. It could be 20%, it could be 80% it was really up to the contractor to say. And then we liked when they did set a threshold, 50%. At least we had a number there. Uh, And neither one of those you can challenge uh, through the appeal process, but at least it provided rules of the road that the contractors are supposed to follow and pretty clear rules. Uh, And we found that they generally did follow that rule. So now we have the newest iteration here that uh, became effective in February this year. They took out the 50% threshold and added back in, I guess, in taking that out, they made it much more discretionary. They removed the guardrails. So it's back to essentially a high high and sustained payment error rate can be whatever the contractor decides it is. A limitation, and I'm not sure that this is necessarily a limitation, but I maybe I call it a caveat they put in there, is it has to be high as defined by uh, medical reviews for similar providers, similar provider types. So I take that to mean they're going to compare hospices to hospices, hospitals to hospitals. And if you are an outlier in your error rate as compared to other hospices, Uh, then you're more likely to fall within this threshold of being subject to an extrapolation. Now, I think a a data point that we don't have, that the government does, is what are all the comparables? So what does the government see as the error rate for all the other hospices out there? It has that data. We'll have to rely on them to self-police themselves that they're sticking to this threshold because we won't be able to tell is it over or under 50%. Uh, we don't know what all the comparables are. So we're kind of back to where we were a couple iterations ago when extrapolations were uh, more, much more frequent than they have been over the past five years. And I think it remains to be seen whether this is gonna now open the gates again for contractors to do more extrapolations, which uh, in the past year, we've seen a couple, we've seen a few additional extrapolations after a lull of about five years. Uh, And I think this might signal that they're going to do more extrapolations because they're kind of taking the the guardrails off what these contractors can do.
0: So, Brian, is there a bright spot here um, in this MPIM? I mean, we had talked about, is there an additional layer of protection? There's um, some requirement that the contractor consult with other folks. And why don't you explain how that might play into this?
1: So with these changes to the MPIM, there were a number of changes in addition to just eliminating that 50% explicit payment error threshold. One of the new changes that may favor providers is that when a contractor wants to extrapolate based solely on data analysis, it has to confer with CMS before doing so. And again, we have to hope that CMS is going to police this opportunity to extrapolate and only allow extrapolations to proceed when the situation warrants it. Uh, But it is an additional step in the process that contractors have to follow, another check on the contractors, this time by CMS. So I suppose that's good. It all depends on how, how well CMS polices that. And again, unfortunately, this is probably an area that we're not gonna have much insight into those communications. Uh, even if we sought information about this through a Freedom of Information Act request, because these often relate to ongoing investigations, CMS's uh, lack of responsiveness generally to FOIA requests is now going to be compounded by exemptions to those requests for ongoing investigations. So a bright spot, but but not a very well-defined one.
0: So then getting into some real math here, statistics <laughs> about, um, and maybe we just spend a moment on this, about when the government does statistics, you know, they have, you know, they say they're going to give you the lower bound, 90% of the lower bound, I guess, what flexibilities are, or what does the MPIM do to, to speak to that? Aspect.
1: Yeah. And, and statistics, I have learned over the years in learning about and then using statistics to advocate our position. There's a lot of counterintuitive elements to statistics where you think this can't possibly be uh, an appropriate extrapolation because it's not representative or there's other flaws with it. Uh, you know, I've, I've learned through statisticians, even the ones on our side, that, yeah, although counterintuitive, Uh, the statistics works out that way. And so one clarifying piece in the new revised MPIM kind of illustrates what seems very counterintuitive. And so when they do these extrapolations, Meg, as you mentioned, they'll provide a range of potential overpayments. So let's say the range is between three and a half and five and a half million, is what they estimate to be your extrapolated overpayment under their protocols what they do is they go to the lower bound, that would be in this case, three and a half million. And they say, we're 90% confident that if you pay three and a half million, that's actually gonna be less than what the quote unquote true overpayment is. And they kind of pat themselves on the back that they're giving the provider the benefit of the doubt, they're not over recovering. But but in the new NPIM, they illustrate that sometimes through their statistical exercise, that lower bound, the three and a half million in that case, could exceed the total overpayments received by the hospice for every single claim in the universe. And so let's say the universe was a one-year period of all your claims. You may have gotten paid 3.2 million, but the lower bound of the extrapolation says you owe 3.5 million. How that works out is is for the statisticians to answer but I think it can be kind of alarming to know that that's how the statistics can work out. And the MPM says, that doesn't mean there's a problem with the the statistics. I mean, that's how they operate. Their fix for that is to say, we'll just reduce it down to the total overpayments you receive, So they'll never recover more than you received, but the path they use to get to that point uh, is counterintuitive, it's a bit alarming. But in the MPIM, they're expressly saying, this is how statistics work, and it might turn out exactly this way. So a bit disheartening, but um, it's backed up by the MPIM. That's not to say that we wouldn't challenge those kinds of results. We work with statisticians and develop some pretty good arguments to challenge these. That's not going to change based upon the new MPIM. This still allows us to make some of the most significant arguments that we typically make in these things.
0: Well, hopefully everyone's still listening after this <laughs> riveting uh discussion of statistics. But I, I think we wanted to to share this information on the podcast because I think you know, hospice is one of the most highly audited uh, provider sectors. And as a result of that, is oftentimes subject to extrapolation as part of you pick audits, most likely. And um, so this change is important. I guess it's sort of a uh, coin toss. Is, is this going to be good or bad? I mean, I was really disappointed to see that they eliminated that certainty around the 50% threshold, because since you can't challenge what is high, at least it gave us some general agreement. Um, And so I, I was very disappointed about that. But as you say, they do. Now, my guess is that they always have to talk to CMS about if they're going to extrapolate. I mean and now they're just putting it in writing. Who knows? Um, I know that, that we have been involved in cases where contractors have asked for certain remedies, whether it be payment suspension or other things. And CMS has said no. So as you say, who, who knows if that's going to play in our favor or not, but I guess mixed news, but, um, I, I guess if we, if you were going to bet, Brian, do you think we're going to see a rise in extrapolations as a result of this?
1: Well, I, I think this uh, takes the gloves off a bit for contractors who are inclined to extrapolate, and, and so since, since they see fewer limits on their ability to do so, do so primarily this fifty percent threshold. Uh, why not go after it? So I would expect that this, if if there's any incentive in this, it's to do more extrapolation. Uh, And we will see, time will tell, if that ends up being true in the long run.
0: Yeah, well...
1: Meg, I I was uh, considering doing a series of five-hour podcasts about (laughs) statistics. I didn't get a good reaction from uh, from the sample I I posed that to. So we'll just keep with these hospice podcasts. I'm not going to branch out into a statistics one yet.
0: Yeah, you might have two listeners for, for that. Your my
1: son? mom and my dad. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> but anyway, well, I, important information, and and thanks for, for the update, Brian.
1: Happy to do it, Meg. Thanks.
0: Well, that's it for today's episode of Hospice Insights, The Law and Beyond. Thank you for joining the conversation. To subscribe to our podcast, visit our website at hushblackwell.com or sign up wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, may the wind be at your back.